Just for a few minutes, I'd like you to stop what you're doing and take a moment and think about just how much God loves you. There's so many things we go through in this world, but the reality is is that you're still here. You're still in the land of the living. And on top of that, you've been called into a marvelous relationship with God. Think about it. Of all the billions of people that walk the face of this planet, God chose you to enter into a relationship with him and you get the marvelous privilege to live your life as a witness of just how much God loves you. Today on the broadcast, Pastor Vaughn Cash is back to continue the series that he started last week on the power of unity. So stay tuned for the upcoming musical selection by Sister Alyssa Starr as she sings the song a hundred billion times, after which we will go right to Pastor Vaughn Cash for part two of this message. And as you speak, 
are born in the vapor of your breath the planets form if the stars were made to worship so light I can see Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so will I. So will I. God of your promise. You don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. your breath evolving in pursuit of what you said if it all reveals your nature so alive I can see failure and 
everyone this is pastor von cash and i'm happy to be with you on the temple time broadcast this morning and once again i want to say thank you to those of you who tune in each sunday to this radio ministry last sunday i left off talking about the power of unity and this morning i want to read again from the book of genesis chapter 11 verse 1 through verse 9 it says and the whole earth was of one language and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to, let us go down, and there confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, 
and from there did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. I left off talking about how the power of unity can be used negatively for selfish ambition and for self-exaltation. Verse 4 of our text said that these people decided to build a tower whose top may reach unto heaven so that they could make a name for themselves. And they used this power of unity in a negative way. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language, and this they begin to do. And now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. And so God even acknowledges that the, the unity that these people had was something that was going to empower them to accomplish the task that they had set out to do. They are one, he says, the people are one, that is, they are united. They all have one language. They are speaking and understanding the same thing. And they have begun to accomplish or be, they have begun to do this work that they had decided to do. And so God said, as long as they are united on this level, there is nothing that's going to be impossible for them to do. And that's a principle of unity that we need to understand as Christians and as the church of Jesus Christ. When we are united and united in Christ, there is nothing that we won't be able to do or to accomplish. Now, of course, this unity was being used for self-ambition and self-exaltation because the people had a mind to put themselves put themselves on a on the same level as God. And so God had to intervene in this situation and interrupt this whole plan. Verse 7 says, God said, let us go down, confound their language that they may not understand one another's speech. In other words, let's confuse and disunite them and they won't be able to accomplish this task. And verse 8 says, So the Lord scattered them abroad from there upon the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. So once they were divided and once disunity came in, they were unable to accomplish the task. And so my point is, when we are united as the people of God, there is nothing in God and through God that will be impossible for us to accomplish. But when we are disunited and when there is confusion among us, then we will not be able to accomplish that which God desires for us to accomplish. On the other side of this, though, we also see in the scriptures um, what the results can be when unity is used positively for the glory of God and how powerful that can be. When we work together and combine our efforts in ministry, we employ a greater level of God's power through us, which enables us to do greater works and accomplish more for the glory of God. Let me repeat that. When we, as the people of God, work together and combine our efforts in ministry, we employ a greater level of God's power through us, which enables us to do greater works and accomplish more for the glory of God. This same principle will work in our family relationships, and it will also work nationally as a country. And that is the power of unity when it is used for something positive and to accomplish something for the glory of God. 
Joshua chapter 23, verse 10, it says, One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you as he promised you. But in Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 32 and verse 30, it adds to that. It says, how could one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight unless their rock had sold them and the Lord had surrendered them? And so the, the teaching there and the principle is when God is working with us and when God is working for us, one of us will be able to chase a thousand of our enemies and two of us will be able able to put 10,000 to flight. So two of us in unity along with the power of God are on our side and working with us, we can double our efforts and double our power and double our accomplishment. In Leviticus chapter 26 and verse 8, it says, Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemies shall fall by the sword before you. Again, that's the power of unity and that's the power of working together. In Acts chapter 17, we read about the Apostle Paul and his missionary team as they were working in the city of Thessalonica. And Paul went into the synagogue in Thessalonica for three consecutive Sabbaths, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and expounding the Old Testament scriptures and bringing to the people the revelation of Jesus Christ, even in the Old Testament scriptures. And the Bible says that the impact in Thessalonica was so strong as Paul and his team worked together for the glory of God, that the enemies of the cross, the enemies of the gospel, they said in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. In other words, they had to acknowledge the power of these men of God, these missionaries working together for the glory of God. And they said these same people who had such a powerful impact upon the other parts of the world from whence they came have now come to our city and having that same kind of an impact. But this resulted because of their unity and their oneness around the purpose of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and winning souls for the honor and glory of his name. And so unity is a powerful tool when we exercise it for the glory of God and for the good of others. Now in Philippians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul gives us a principle there or a few principles there um, encouraging us to employ them in what we do as we work together in unity for the glory of God. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 2 and the first part of verse 3, he says, Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. And verse 3, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. So he says, as the people of God, he says, I encourage you as the people of God to be like-minded having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. And when we work together like that, we will accomplish a whole lot for the glory of God. We will be able to do more than we would ever be able to do as a divided people of God. 
Henry Ford, the great automobile uh, gentleman, he said, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress and working together is success. And the power of the Ford Motor Company is still with us today because he exercised this principle in his business. Coming together is a beginning. In other words, coming together is not the final result. He says, coming together is a beginning. Keeping together or staying together is progress. That'll get you further than just coming together. But he says, working together will bring success. And that's a principle that is always a workable one. An unknown author said, teamwork is the ability to work together toward a common vision. The ability to direct individual accomplishments toward organizational objectives. It is the fuel that allows common people to attain uncommon results. In other words, he says, when we work together as a team, it will provide us with the ability to move forward toward a common vision with a common goal, a common plan, and a common objective. And in doing so, we will direct our individual accomplishments towards this organizational objective. And as a result, it will be the fuel that allows us as common people to attain uncommon results. And so the power of unity is a workable principle that we can employ as the people of God in these testing days and trying days and challenging days in which we live today to accomplish a whole lot more, as I said, for God's glory and for the good of others. And so the Apostle Paul says, first of all, be like-minded. He encourages us to be like-minded. And we live out this like-mindedness in three ways. In other words, we manifest our like-mindedness in three ways. He says, first of all, have the same love. Have the same love one for another. And so this this applies to our attitude, the attitude that we have as we work together. You know, it's so easy to have a bad attitude when we are trying to accomplish things for God. And as a result, we have a negative influence and a negative impact upon what it is that God himself wants us to accomplish. So the Apostle Paul says, let one love prevail. Love one another as you work together for the glory of God. God. Let the love of God prevail in our hearts as we work together for him. And then he says, work together in one accord. This speaks, of course, to our working, how we work. Work together in unity. Work together in one accord. And then the third thing he says is, have one mind or work together with one mind. And that speaks to our thinking and our planning and our goal setting. Let's do it with one mind. You know, in the church, it's so easy uh, to be divided. 
It's so easy to be separated and segregated into little cliques and little groups and fight against each other as opposed to working together with one mind for the glory of God. And this is an absolute tool of the devil to disrupt the work of God and to, to throw obstacles and hindrances in the way of the people of God so that they do not accomplish what God desires them to accomplish. And so we can't allow the devil to have this kind of influence upon us. And this is whether or not we are working as a family or whether or not we are working as a nation. The same principles apply. We ought to work with the same kind of attitude, having love for each other. We ought to work in one accord, That's it. that is, in agreement in the work that we are doing, and then we ought to work with one mind, our thinking, our planning, and our goal setting. And that is what will bring us success. And so this morning, I just want to encourage us as the Church of Jesus Christ today. We are still living in a challenging time. COVID-19 is still with us. Restrictions are still upon us. Um, our economy is still being challenged. People are still without jobs. And people are still struggling for the necessities of life, the basic necessities like shelter, food, and clothing. People are still struggling with. And so as the Church of Jesus Christ in this nation. Let's unite our hearts. Let's unite our minds and work together so that we can see the glory of God in this nation of ours and in the church of Jesus Christ in particular as we seek to impact our nation for the glory of his name. Our Father and our God, we thank you today for Jesus Christ our Savior and our Lord, the one who enables us to remain united to fulfill the purpose and plan of God for our lives and for the church of Jesus Christ. And I pray this morning, Lord, for those who may be listening to me who do not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, I pray that they will open their hearts to him today, receive him into their lives so that they too can become a part of the team that works for God and for God. God's glory in this day and age in which we are living. We give you thanks and praise today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. To live is love. That's 322-8304. You can also email us at info at evangelistictemple.org 
or visit our website at www.evangelistictemple.org to learn more about us or watch the live streaming of our Sunday morning services. Join us next Sunday at the same time and may the richness of God's grace, His boundless love, and adoring mercy be with you now and always.